Hello, my name's Luke and welcome to Scapegoat, the podcast where we see who gets the blame and who gets away with murder, sometimes literally. As you can probably tell from the podcast title or <laughs> from the music happening in the background, today we're talking about a particularly British subject. A particularly British subject who controls many British subjects. Today we're talking about Queen Elizabeth of the United Kingdom. Now the reason that we're talking about Queen Elizabeth is the £370 million refurbishment of Buckingham Palace which the government has agreed to fund. Many people are asking, why are we paying for the house of this particularly wealthy woman who can afford the repairs herself? What's in it for us, the citizens of Britain? How does the monarch actually get their money and is the Queen just robbing her subjects blind or is she being scapegoated? In Scapegoat, we first discuss the narrative which is widely reported and is in public consciousness. So the story that you'll hear most people talking about or you'd see in the newspaper. Then we're going to bring some new facts to life which might change your point of view. At the end, I'm going to give my own opinion, but it's up to you to make your own conclusion. So we're going to start off with the narrative most people will have heard. And this narrative starts in November 2016 where the government announced that Buckingham Palace was going to go under refurbishment and was going to cost the Treasury £370 million. This news happened at a time of austerity in Britain, where the Conservative government was cutting the budget of crucial services. When asked how they thought the public would react, one palace official said they didn't know but they hoped it would appeal to the nation's sense of nationhood. There was almost an immediate negative reaction from Republicans, who are the anti-monarchists and others who just accuse the government of reckless spending. Many pointed to the vast wealth of the monarch and asked why the Queen just didn't pay for it herself. As a petition which objected at the time stated, there is a national housing crisis, the NHS is in crisis, austerity is forcing cuts in many frontline services. The royals expect us to dig deeper and refurbish Buckingham Palace? The Crown's wealth is inestimable. This is, in one word, outrageous. This petition quickly gained 100,000 signatures. Many people were openly complaining, but as most outrage goes in the political climate these days, it quickly dissipated within weeks because there was a new political target and people were complaining about new things. So by the time that this went before Parliament to agree to fund Buckingham Palace's repairs, people didn't largely object. It quietly passed through Parliament with only a small BBC article reporting it. However, the anger really re-emerged after the Grenville Tower Block fires. In Kensington and London in June 2017, the cladding, which is the material outside the Tower Block building, in a 120 flat or 120 apartment complex, caught fire and burned the entire tower block of the ground, killing 79 people, or that's the number being reported now, and leaving a number of people homeless. Many people looked at the price that would have cost to get proper cladding for the flat, which would have been fireproof, and it would have only cost £5,000, or they could have got a sprinkler system for £200,000, and it would have saved many lives. And when comparing this to the £370 million Buckingham Palace renovations, many people balked and said, why are we giving the Queen this money? Theresa May, the Prime Minister, then quickly offered £5 million to the survivors to help them get relocated and to help support them. And this angered people more because £5 million for all these people compared to the £370 million the Queen gets was making people particularly angry. Now it's important to note that 
the £370 million pounds the Queen would be asking for would be over a 10-year period, but still, it was a lot of money. Most people weren't terribly angry with the Queen. They are more upset with Theresa May, the Prime Minister, because of her reaction by not talking to Grenfell survivors' families. The Queen did go and speak to these families. Not a lot of people were blaming the Queen personally, but they didn't want to give her the money to fund the palace. Now, we're going to look at the reality. And we first have to look at what is the point of Buckingham Palace? Why do we have to have it? What's the significance? Now, for most people who are listening to this podcast, I hope you would know what Buckingham Palace looks like. But just in case you don't, it isn't the building with Big Ben. It isn't the Houses of Parliament. It's actually a giant white stone palace with a golden gate and a giant golden angel outside. Maybe that will help you envision it. If you don't, if you Google it, it's a very iconic building. Hopefully you'll be able to think about it. Buckingham Palace is a very focal point in London. It's actually a very focal point in British society where many people during periods of national rejoicing or mourning go to Buckingham Palace. And it's the Queen's main residence. And this causes a major tourist boon in the area, with over 500,000 people last year visiting the palace and 200,000 people visiting the gallery. Now, the palace is only open between August and September each year, so these figures are absolutely massive. Also, politicians generally agreed to vote for this. Only 56 people voted against funding the new Buckingham Palace, which were mostly SNP MPs and a couple of Labour MPs, with noted Republicans like John McDonnell backing it because they said Buckingham Palace is a national monument and it should not fall into disrepair. Many people just saw this Buckingham Palace as a symbol, not even really of the monarchy, but of Britain, so they couldn't actually let it fall into disrepair or it could bring the country into disrepute. Now we have to ask, why does it cost so much? What exactly are they repairing? In Buckingham Palace, what they're really refitting is a lot of essential stuff, like replacing boilers, miles of cables, pipes, electrical wires, and by miles, I mean miles. There's 100 miles of electrical cable in uh, Buckingham Palace. There's 20 miles of heating pipe work. And this leads to over 770 rooms. Buckingham Palace has a lot of weird stuff in it, like its own post office, cinema, swimming pool, doctor surgery, jewellery workshop. All of this stuff needs to be connected. A lot of people are blaming the Queen herself for the stake Buckingham Palace is in, because Buckingham Palace has not been renovated since 1952, the year the Queen came to the throne. The campaign group Republic, which wants the abolition of the monarchy, said the refurbishment was an indictment on the Queen's scandalous mismanagement of royal finances for over six decades. It added, MPs have repeatedly called for the palace to fund repairs by opening itself up to tourists all years round, and they've refused. So what Republic is really saying is, if the Queen had decided that she needed stuff fixed decades earlier, the bill would be cheaper, and she has the means to pay for it herself. It's been suggested just slightly longer opening hours, so just not August and September. If they opened it in June and July, profits could go up by about 3.4 million. So think if they opened it from April to September, how much money they would get. It could possibly be an extra 6 million. You might also think, uh, nah, let's not fund Buckingham Palace now. It's already deteriorating. Let's just leave it for a couple of years till after austerity and we have more money. Now, the reason that the government and the Queen wants to fund Buckingham Palace now is because of what happened in Windsor Palace in 1992. In 1992, in Windsor Palace, a fire broke out. It caused a huge amount of damage, 
and a lot of priceless artifacts were lost forever and it cost over 70 million pounds in today's money to renovate. A lot of people are afraid that the bad wiring in Buckingham Palace or the bad water could cause flooding or could cause a fire would cause even more damage and cause a lot of priceless stuff to go up in smoke. This is slightly faulty reason because the fire at Windsor Castle didn't actually happen due to water or due to an electrical fire. It actually happened because someone left a lamp on beside a curtain and the curtain burst into fire. But still, this is the reason why people really don't want something bad to happen in Buckingham Palace because it could cost billions. Also, if we compare the price of 370 million, the price that's currently being put up to restore the Houses of Parliament, which is somewhere between 2 billion and 3.7 billion, it's 10 times more than Buckingham Palace. So in comparison, it might not be seen as the most money. It's a lot of money, but compared to other projects, it's not the most. Okay, and you might be asking yourself now, fine, it's important. Why should the people pay for it? Well, technically, and I mean very technically, people don't. Where the Queen gets her money from the government are from Crown Estates. So the Crown Estates are as a £12 billion portfolio of different properties in urban and rural areas all over the United Kingdom, which owns areas, for instance, James Street and uh, Regent Street in London's West End, which are pretty big, famous streets. So if you're imagining this, <laughs> imagine owning property on Wall Street or Fifth Avenue in New York. It also owns lands like, for instance, Windsor Great Park or Ascot Racecourse. A lot of individual properties are owned, and these properties make a lot of profit. But the Queen doesn't get to keep this money herself. Most of it goes to the government. But the government made an agreement with the Queen that she gets to keep 15%. So to fund Buckingham Palace, what the government has said is she can keep 25% of the money instead of 15 and this extra money will help fund the repairs of Buckingham Palace. The problem with this, when the system was devised, the Queen was getting about £30 million of Crown Estates in 2011. And this has jumped up to about 45 million within five years. So it could be up to 60 million within another five years. Maybe she doesn't even need this extra money herself. People are saying, why is she getting random amounts of money depending on the calendar? She could need more or she could need less due to this. And also, this isn't the Queen's only source of income. The Queen has a lot of private income from what's called the Duchy of Lannister, which is more land, but she doesn't have to give the government any money from this. This is just £16 million which she gets straight into her back pocket, and this is the money that she generally gives to people like Princess Anne or her sons or her grandchildren, and this is what really funds the monarchy, this £16 million that she gets from her own private land. Prince Charles, Prince William, Prince Harry, they have their own thing, which is called the Duchy of Cornwall, where they get their own private lands. She doesn't pay for them, but there's a lot of private money sloshing around. She actually is independently very wealthy. We also have to say Prince Philip, Queen's husband, doesn't get money, but he does get an annuity from the government, which is just under £400,000 a year, which is, compared to the royals, not a lot of money, but trust me, I would do a lot for the amount of money that Prince Philip gets. Another question that you could think about is, can she just sell some of her land or some of her castles? Well, the Crown Estate lands, which she owns, technically she doesn't own. It belongs to her, but if she sold it, the money would go to the government. Things like Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle, the Castle of Hillsborough in Northern Ireland, they don't actually belong to the Queen. She just lives there. 
she couldn't really sell them. She does have her own private castles, which she privately owns, like Sandringham or Balmoral, which she could sell, but I really can't imagine her doing that. There's also a lot of other castles which other royals live in, like Prince Charles lives in Clarence House, or the Duke of York lives in Royal Lodge, or Princess Beatrix and Eugenie live in St. James's, or the Princess Royal also lives there, and Kensington Palace for William and Harry. So there's a lot of private land that they have. The government technically could make her sell this and use the money for funding Buckingham Palace, such as the Labour government took away the Queen's yacht, which is called Britannia, and they sold it for profit because they wanted the money and it was actually too expensive to run. So there is a precedent for doing that. The next question we have to ask is, what else could we do with the money? Now, as we mentioned before, there's a lot of austerity happening in the UK. 60 towns and cities in England have had vital hospital services closed down or downgraded in the last five years. And that doesn't count for anything in Scotland, Wales or Northern Ireland, where also there is a lot of downgrade to the health system. The UK also has the largest class sizes in Europe. So the amount of students in class average about 25 per classroom, which is the fifth highest overall in the entire world after South Korea, Japan, China, Chile, Israel. Actually, that's, that would be sixth because that's five countries, but it would be the sixth largest in the world. Theresa May, the prime minister, also got rid of 20,000 police, which could be useful as thinking of all the terrorism that's happened in the last three months in the UK. Also, if you think of the Greenfield housing crisis, just indicated that there's a lot of housing shortage when they had difficulties actually finding the people, places to live after the housing burned down. It was announced yesterday that they've actually found luxury accommodation flats, so that's good. It's probably more than the 5 million that Theresa May promised at the start. But this isn't common, and with the evacuation of five other flats tonight, or five other apartment complexes tonight, there's going to be a lot of potential homelessness in the UK. So spending money on accommodation would probably be a good thing, and there's other things that you could easily spend money on, but you know the government. When it comes to these sorts of things, they'd normally spend it on the military, so maybe the monarchy isn't the worst thing. I'm going to go into my own personal opinion now of what should be done. And in my own personal opinion, I think if we look at the Queen's sources of income, for instance, the Duchy of Lancaster and the Crown Estates, I think she probably would have enough money to fund this herself. I think she has, she's estimated wealth of £300 million, but I think she's probably got a lot more saved than that. I think she could afford this. And I think that if she opened up the castle of Buckingham Palace to the public, she could get the money to do this. She's choosing not to. I also think that there's a lot of waste spent on the royal family. If you take that we've got the six or seven main royals that people actually care about, which are the Queen, her husband Philip, Prince Charles, who's the heir apparent, his kids William and Harry, and Prince William's kids. These are the royals people tend to care about and want to fund. Now, there are other royals, for instance, Princess Anne, who also do very good charity work, so I wouldn't take it away from her. But there's a lot of superfluous royals that the Queen via the Duchy of Lancaster gives money to. To name two in particular, Prince Andrew's daughter, Princess Eugenie, and Princess Beatrice, who get a lot of money, or they at least at one point got a lot of money, and they don't do that much. I mean, why are we funding these people? If you got rid of that, the Queen could probably get another £5 million a year, which could go towards funding Buckingham Palace. I don't mean to be hard on Eugenie and Beatrice, but kind of awful. Again, opening the palace for more hours, they could get more money that way. 
even if they did it for just the 10 year period and then closed it they would easily have enough money so i think that this is something that they should really have looked into it's also kind of the queen's fault for letting things reach the stage that they have but for instance if on her diamond ju or not even diamond is diamond 65 years on her silver jubilee 25 years in the job if she had done this in 77 I think there would be a lot easier repairs. Now it's just ancient like stuff from this kind 65 years ago. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty awful. I think this could be fixed. Now, there's other options to make money. I would like to suggest these. The first idea I have would be the first idea I have is to send Prince Charles on a hello tour. So we send Prince Charles to go around to different countries and just say hello to people. And every time he says hello, they give $100. Prince Charles goes up and there's just a line of people. He's just, hello, generally. Or if he sees a nice woman, he's like, oh, hello. Or if he sees a very nice woman, oh, hello, hello, hello. And people just throw money at him. And very quickly, they could raise millions of pounds. Another idea would be to send Prince Harry to Comic-Con. So at Comic-Con, they pay a lot of Hollywood stars $60, $100 to sign something. He's a prince. He could probably get 200 pounds a time. I know that's completely ridiculous and this is meant as a joke, but yeah, send Prince Harry to Comic-Con and people will be like, Prince Harry, 500 pounds for your signature, Prince Harry. And they could probably get that. Or the royal household could release a Snapchat filter. 10 pounds. You could be taking a picture with a selfie with a picture of the queen at the side. You could be throwing up thug life symbols and the queen would be there standing beside you and you would look proper gangster and yeah i think that'd be pretty cool i have a fourth idea which i wasn't planning to use because prince philip the queen's husband has been in hospital and if something happens i'm going to edit this out but yeah prince philip has said some pretty horrible things in the past and he's always sticking his foot in his mouth so i think as a threat to try and get money out of different countries we could just threaten to send prince philip over on a month-long tour so he'll just go around insulting people and saying vaguely racist things and just generally annoying people. So I think that would be a pretty good open threat to try and get money from other countries. To say, oh, look at you, Brazil. Aren't you having a very nice time? Well, imagine if we said Prince Philip send us five million pounds. This won't happen. I know that isn't how diplomacy happens. I just think it's funny. Anything else? In reality, another thing they could do is if they're replacing thousands of miles of pipe, melt that pipe and turn it into commemorative coins and sell it throughout the commonwealth and you could probably make some monies i think there i've mentioned some ridiculous ones but you know there are feasible ways to fund this i know this is a lot shorter episode than last time but we're just uh we're trying out different formats here now i'm just going to add some plugs so i'd like to thank johnny and shane at disaster artists for uh, plugging my podcast on twitter last time so thanks very much guys just in case this becomes a huge podcast and people are going back listening in the future listen to disaster artists apart from that if you're listening to it now their fans are pretty much my fans are pretty much their fans plus they have a hundred times more than me and yeah i'd also like to plug my own twitter at scapegoat pod on twitter and you can also write to me at scapegoatpodcast at gmail.com Thank you very much, and we will be looking at a different topic next week. I think I promised you that we would be going over... What did I promise you? I promised you that we'd be going over Guy Fox. We might leave that for a while. We'll just be coming up with new topics. And sure, write to me if you like this, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>